Welcome to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast of the Illinois Air National Guard at Scott Air Force Base. I'm your host, Technical Sergeant Brian Ellison. The Roll Call podcast focused on people, mission, and community. Thanks for listening. Coming up, Tech Sergeant Matthew Sabo. He works in the 126th IG, but he's assigned to our active associate unit, the 906th Air Refueling Squadron. We'll talk to him about his work in the Inspector General's office and the 18th chromosome. The Air Force has revamped the Employee Assistance Program. They are expanding the level of support to members by encompassing positive engagement, such as lifestyle coaching, where participants can establish goals and priority uh, priorities to maximize personal stability. The program is also focused on financial awareness, greater protection for identity theft, and guidance on legal issues. Legal issues, uh, services rather, start with a 60-minute free consultation on available options with additional discounts available for select services. Document preparation with an expanded website to include self-service forms and legal library. There's help for identity theft, which is now separate service outside of the general financial services. One 60-minute free consultation per incident with guidance and options for additional services on a self-pay basis is now included. Any Air Force civilian or family member... Uh, reserve and guard civilians and their families are eligible for the benefit. I'll post the EAP website and phone number in the description. The federal income filing deadline is just days away, and I have still put off doing my taxes. Mill tax from Military One Source includes free, easy to use, tax free preparation and e filing software designed for situations common to service members and their families. The suite of services include MilTax consultants who can answer your questions and advise you on military-specific tax requirements and deductions. Again, remember that uh, deadline is just uh, days away. We are uh, It's on the 17th. Coming up here on Roll Call, Tech Sergeant Matthew Sabo from the IG's office. Hi, my name's... Senior Airman Gregory Goder, I'm uh, part of the 126 Comptroller Flight, and uh, I'm a financial manager here. My day-to-day job um, would be, I'm an accounting technician basically, so I'm in charge of all the squadron's uh, purchases, and I make sure they uh, hit the books correctly. What I like most about being in the 126 is I'm an AGR out here, so I work out here full-time. With that, I get a bunch of opportunities. Um, Traveling is probably my favorite opportunity. I've been to a bunch of cool places like um, Washington State, which was the first time I've ever been there. Um, I also play on the base softball team, um, so I get to travel with them quite a bit as well. I joined the Air National Guard because after college, um, I had a couple jobs I didn't really like, and I wanted to have an impactful career and make a difference on my community. I chose the 126 um, because I could pretty much stay around all my friends and family, and still be part of the Air National Guard. I joined the Comptroller flight um, because my bachelor's in business management um, and it kind of just fell hand in hand with uh, working with finances. But one huge benefit I've been taking advantage of is uh, my full-time employment as an AGR. Um, as an AGR I get um, active duty pay, benefits, and everything that goes along with being active duty, but I get to stay home 
Hi, we are the 126 recruiting team. I'm Master Sergeant Heather Wildey, recruiting flight chief. I'm Technical Sergeant Richard Olson, production recruiter. To learn more about career training with the 126, give us a call at 618-222-5701. But, but wait, there's, there's more. Give us a call in the next five minutes and you could qualify for four years of free college tuition. Joining us now from the 906th Air Refueling Squadron and the 126th Inspector General Office, we have a Tech Sergeant Matthew Sabo and Matthew, or is it Matt? It's Matt. It's Matt. Okay, Matt. So, how does this, I, I mean, I kind of understand how this works, but in, in somehow it's a confusing thing in my brain that uh, half of my brain understands that you're with the 906th. Right. Yeah, I'm active duty. Active duty. And uh, we are integrated into the 126. How did you get to the uh, inspector general's office? Is there, um, pardon me for my ignorance, is there is there an AFSC for inspector general? Or is this uh, some kind of like, uh, I don't know, extra duty, if you will? It's actually a special uh, identifier code we can have put against us to be part of the inspector general's office. Okay. And... Uh, how long have you been doing this IG thing now? So here recently here at Scott, it's just been four months. Okay. But uh, in the past, it's just just two years. Well, I mean, if you've, if you've been out, you know, while we're doing these exercises, you'll see Matt roaming around, and, and he's our, uh, half the time, he's the guy that we go to for questions when we're, uh, as a wing inspection team member, myself, we looked at Matt and folks from IG is like, is this right or how does this work? How do you get all that knowledge in there? So the way we get all the knowledge is we're, we are constantly reviewing the standard, which people ask, well, it's an odd question. What is a standard? Well, it's simple. It's the AFI. It's what we base our inspections off of. Right. So we go and review everything that we're supposed to do, the wills the shalls, and the must. Yeah. And see how they are executed. Yeah. And if they're not executed per the AFI, we want to know the reasons why. Okay. We want to know that so we can fix it. It's what we call embracing the red. So, okay, yeah, we have a deficiency. We take a write-up. That's great. That means we have an issue and we can fix it. The bad part is, is if we don't identify it, we can never fix it. That's true. So that's, that's what we do. We inspect to improve. And I tell you what, I went through that WIT, uh, the WIT team training that you had, and when you said wills, shalls, and musts, I was like, oh, it all clicks in. I'm like, how am I supposed to know this? But if you go through you know, AFIs and you highlight wills, shalls, and musts, I mean, half your job is done, correct? It's pretty much, that's it, yeah. It's seeing it, reviewing it, and understanding it, yet... It's easy to go for one group, you know, that you're part of. Right. And see how they do it. But mm -hmm. yet, there's other groups out there that use the same, do the same job, use the same kind of reference, but because they're a different group, different squad, and they're going to do it different ways. So, you kind of got to have the background knowledge in order to see what they do, how they do it. And maybe then, other groups can use that to maybe improve their process also. Okay. 
Um, how, how, you said you have a you went through some sort. Of, did you go through some sort of training for IG? Uh, we went down to uh, Igtig. Uh, I believe it's down in uh, Arizona. Oh wow! So it's it's a full week long class, and you actually get into the beginning, the reviewing, the building, the exercises, the program inspections, right? Things like that, and you are in. Uh, well, my group was a lot of uh, officers, very few uh, enlisted, but it was more um, seniors and chiefs and a uh, couple captains, full-bird colonels in my class. So uh, it's, it's actually really good in seeing how everything is brought together from the very beginning to the very end and the, the process and how it works. So... When you are, you're not, are you actually inspecting one when you are, are you more uh, coordinating the WIT members? So, uh, I, I will coordinate everything with the WIT the best I can Mm -hmm. with the time I'm allowed. Right. And give them all the necessary tools that they need to go out and do their mission with. Right. And yeah, I, I will go out there and act as a lead uh, make sure the exercise or program inspection is on track. And if it is not on track, bring it back to where it should be. Right. So what was your job before that? You were, uh, before you, you uh, came in with the special identifier for the IG. So uh, my past experiences, uh, B1 crew chief. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. That's got to be pretty cool. It, it, it was great. Working the ISO doc for B1 is, it was simply amazing. Uh, and then uh, got EFMP orders to off at Air Force Base. That's uh, what's EFMP? Exceptional Family Member Program. Oh, okay. So it's it's actually a really really good thing. Right. So it's it's a great way of taking care of um, people that need extra assistance care. Right. Um, because so, your daughter has a very, if I can say that, yeah. you, your daughter has a very rare genetic condition. Am I saying that right? Genetic yeah. condition? Yeah, actually, it's it, with the numbers as such low as it is, it's actually on the extremely rare uh, spectrum of things. Um, she actually has chromosome 18 deletion. Uh, her case specific is actually P minus. The, the P stands for the short arm top part of the chromosome where there's parts that are deleted, the minus. So what I find fascinating is how how did you figure this out? Because you, I mean, you know the 18th chromosome like it's the back of your hand, it seems like nowadays. Well, it's with all the thousands of lines of genetic code, it's, I don't even know a fraction of the thousands of lines. <laughs> right. Um, so it all started out while we were, uh, while I was stationed up at Ellsworth. Uh, my wife, Rachel... Ellsworth I- is South Dakota. Correct. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. I was... Uh, I lived... Uh, I spent 10 years in Wyoming and Gillette, which... Is, yeah. Yeah, you see yeah. the sign for Gillette in yep. Rapid City, yeah. Yep. Don't know if you've ever been there, which... Been there. It's, you have? It's nice. I mean, what's nice about Ellsworth, you know, when you're on the flight line, mm-hmm. you can actually see Mount Rushmore from the flight line. You're kidding. You can see George Washington... No way, really? Yeah, you just have to know where to look on a very nice, clear day. It is clear as day. You can see it. Wow. I do know that they would fly the B-1s over uh, north of Gillette. 
Yeah, all all the time during Sturgis and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all four loud and proud. Yeah. So you're so okay. I know we're getting off subject here, but I, uh, yeah. So you do you fly with the bird? Because no, no, crew chiefs don't fly with the bird. Because like crew Not chiefs these. in the military, like in the army, the crew chiefs for the helicopters they fly with the birds. No, it's, there's no dedicated crew chief or flying crew chief program. I should say. Oh, really? Um, there are with some. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, the ones at Offit, the E4B, yeah, they do have a flying crew chief program. Oh, okay. They're they're gone more than they're at home. Oh, I see. So of course you got to take a team. Okay. So, um, but no, the uh, way we found out we had an issue was when uh, my wife Rachel uh, had her sonogram. You know, the three D imaging. Yeah, sure. So we noticed that um, Andy at the time. Uh, we noticed one of the pictures. Uh, so uh, the nuchal fold, it's a, it's a little term. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you got to hear Matt knows a lot about, I mean, God bless him. God bless you for knowing that much. I mean, yeah. you really have done your research on this. Yeah. It's, it's something else, but and it, it's simple. It's like, um, you know, like a puppy dog has all that excess skin between its back of its head and its shoulder blades. And you just, yeah, yeah, sure. And, that's almost what you can consider it as. Oh, okay. So we noticed that there was an excessive amount of, we'll just say tissue. Okay. There. So we we kind of knew something was up. Even the doctors said something's not right. And uh, worst case for what we can say right now is from what we've seen in the past, it could look like Turner syndrome. So we could go ahead and do the, uh, I forgot what the procedure's called, where they can actually go in through the stomach and uh, take blood oh, from okay. Andy. Oh, okay. While she's still in the womb, wow. and we didn't want to take that chance. No, it's like there's nothing we can do anyway. So right. we waited till Andy was born, and uh, they they took a, a couple blood samples, and as it turns out, uh, they found out that Andy was missing uh, part of her chromosome number eighteen. How did they do? How did they figure that one out? It's it's something where you can just simply look under. Tiny is it is it like through a blood thing or it's, it's they just look at it under a microscope basically microscope where you can see like all the chromosomes and how they're all stacked. Wow, um, and it's interesting because there's more conditions than just eighteen p minus, and um, but the other thing was that okay, Andy has this deletion and. We've never seen this before. You're kidding. No. This is coming out of the doctors out of uh, Rapid City, South Dakota. Wow. So next thing you know, we all got uh, um, put into the EFMP program. Oh, that's good. Hands down, done. And it initially not knowing anything going on, totally taken out of your comfort zone with everything going on with Andy. Right. You are sitting down in front of a Surgeon General board. Just to go in front of, uh, at least it was for us, to be part of this EFMP process. So is that at Ellsworth you go? It was at Ellsworth. What, every base has one. So you figured, you you uh, literally sit in front of a board to, to speak to the doctors? Or is it well, something Well, they like had that? all the information, and oh, they okay. want you to be part of it and okay. understand what's going on. Oh, okay, cool. So that was great. Yeah. And, you know, hands down, yeah, you are going somewhere where they have... Better facilities to meet your daughter's condition. Right. So next thing you know, not, shoot. 
We got moved quick. We got moved in three months. Really? It was that fast. Wow. And, and uh, they sent you to Offit. Yep. Which is in uh, Nebraska near Omaha. Omaha. Yep. Right there. And uh, Stone's Throw, literally into Iowa. That's how close it is. Oh, wow. And um, so uh, doctors there, more and more things kept coming up. It's It's just because their condition isn't out there like... Any right. of the other conditions. Right. So, no kidding, doctors are going to have to go back to school to learn with really? them not running into this condition. Because every single chromosome 18 yeah. is not the same. Really? Yeah. What is there? Is there something that the chromosome, the 18, is the eight, are chromosomes, or maybe you can just answer about 18, <laughs> are they assigned a certain job? You can, yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah, yeah, because when we had, um, Andy had a blood microarray done, Rachel had one, I had one. Okay. We're not carriers. It's not inherited in Andy's case. It was something that just happened. Wow. And uh, what was nice when we had the microarray done Mm-hmm. It's a no kidding line by line going through the code to see what's there, what's not there. And what we know that isn't there prepped us to kind of have an idea for the future. And no kidding. Okay, ADHD issues. Um uh what is it? Growth, development delays. Right. You know, everything is laid out and it was really really helpful. Uh, the speech aspect, and unfortunately, Andy, Andy can't talk and have a discussion like you and I are right now. Right? Um, is she nonverbal or is she she she's labeled as a nonverbal? Okay, but with the years, you know, obviously Andy lives with us, so we can understand a lot more. Mm-hmm. But there are some words she can do. She does have apraxia, so you can say the one thing, say it again, say it again, and not know how to say it again. Sure. So she actually has a very good um, speech device. It's just a, and it's not a simple iPad, but it's an iPad. Right. And no kidding, thousands of dollars worth of technology put into this. And she can go through layers and layers of screens as fast as you and I are talking and have a conversation and hit send. Oh, it says it. Wow. How old is she now? 10. She's 10, wow. And what is great about this, and uh, we, we can dive in further, but uh, this week we're actually celebrating her four-year anniversary of her surgery. What was the surgery? So one of the biggest conditions, and this is the biggest fight I've ever had, not mention my fight, but her fight, right. is that one part of the condition that goes with it, it's an incontinence. Okay. So basically, that's having the feeling, the knowing of when you need to go to the bathroom. Right. So it sounds sounds kind of weird, but years and years of, uh, how can I say, um, Miralax, um, suppositories, you name it, just something to help you stay regular. Oh, okay. Even having her drink water, like, to help with digestion and everything. Um, it's... Finally got fed up with it. Yeah. Okay. That's when I just started going into all the medical books. 
I went into um, neurology, gastroenterology, just going through reading everything, seeing what the intestines are of. Right. And seeing the nervous system, everything like that. And, uh, yeah, and um, it was it was something. And I got looking and reading and reading, and as it turns out, I was like, okay. Obviously, she doesn't have the feeling, so we're thinking already neurological. So I weighed more onto the um, neurological side of things. Right. And looking into it and more reading, more in-depth in time, and as it turns out, it's like, I and I just didn't even realize it. I, I put two and two together. So as it turns out, she had a, I'll call it a tail, so to speak, a little nubbin called a sacral dimple. On her backside? On her backside, on the spine. Oh. And it's, it's nothing more like if I were to cover the tip of my pinky. Right. That's all it looked like. Okay. So it's something, you know, typically you would, you wouldn't see. Right. So I'm like, okay, yeah, it's just a little, you know, um, growth or something. No big deal. But no, that was the big telltale sign. That was the, that was the problem all in its own. So was it, uh, it was, it was like on a nerve or something. So this is what it was. Okay. It was a tethered spinal cord. The title, that's how it is titled. So, like, maybe you were, she was having another person? It sounds like that. So, if if you look and figure out all the wires go around the building, everything is triggering, moving left and right. Right. It's exactly what your spinal cord's doing. Any kind of movement you are doing, everything has an electronic trigger. So, in her case... Her one circuit was grounded out, tethered. Oh. So after getting the final approval, we finally got an MRI, and we went to the specialist. And what was so aggravating behind this was before Andy even went in to have the MRI, he just lifts up the back of her shirt and says spinal or a tethered spinal cord. You're kidding. This is uh, the doctor. This is the, well, this is the specialist out of the region. Oh, wow. So, nevertheless, say, uh, I came out of my seat pretty quick, realizing on. That's got to feel pretty good, though. It, it was really like, good. Hey, I'm right. Yeah, and it, and it was. And taking that back to her other pediatricians and all that. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> uh, I don't want to tell you. And. Uh, Medical medical field is always a science. It really oh, is. Oh yeah, it's an ongoing science. But I took the time, and it's it's treating the condition, not the symptom that you have. Right. So it's that extra legwork, and being what I did in IG, right, reviewing everything that a doctor or anything would do with their research. Sure. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So, I, so I, I was really happy about that. And um, four years ago, in two days, right? She had Andy had the surgery, and it was—I can't believe how fast it was. It just solved it. Solved it like that. Forty-five minutes. It You're took kidding. her longer to get in, or were they um, knocked out and then brought back? Right. 
Uh, basically, it was just a two-inch cut on the back. And this is what was interesting was they cut the, the vertebrae in half, left the muscles on, flipped it, and you are seeing everything tether, everything just electrical pulses up and down. And what's interesting is uh, if you ever have a chance to see spinal fluid, it's purple. Really? Yes. Did you watch this operation? I, I seen um, I want to say YouTube videos, but I seen YouTube videos because <laughs> I want to be I wanted to be educated. Sure. On it. And no kidding, everything's moving except for that one. Really? And, and what is it called? Because I now want to look it up on YouTube. Yeah, it's just a tethered spinal cord. Tethered spinal cord. That is crazy. And you, all they went in is with uh, I guess it's a. Uh, some kind of cauterized scalpel. Yeah. I, I don't know the medical. Sure. But, but it's just simple going, boop, done. It, it sounds, you know, bigger than it does, but um, that was it. Flipped it back over, six titanium screws. Sewed her back up, walking eight hours later. And then the incontinence pretty much went away In those quickly? four years, in those four years, yeah. we've had two accidents. Wow, and how long did the of that? How long did it take you to research this? I researched. I put everything to the side, and I researched for four to five years. Really, I was in it to win it, man. So you don't have an MD, do you? You're not an MD I, yet. I should. I really should. <laughs> um, and it was interesting because also with her condition, and this is what gets tricky. Uh huh. It's muscle tone. They have muscle tone issues. Oh, really? Yeah, low muscle tone, and it's when you grab, like, Andy's arm or anything. Right. You know, it's like, hey, okay, beefy. You know, you feel right. muscle well, tissue. Well, unless, unless you're feeling my arm. Yeah. Well, when you grab Andy's, yeah. you feel bone, even though there's meat there. Really? Yeah. What is that about? It's just low muscle tone, and just in her case, uh, hypertonia. The, um, it's low muscle tone. Oh, okay, that's um, what it's called. Uh, basically over um, overextension of all the joints. Wow. Um, she has a distended stomach. Um, it, it's There's a lot of characteristics with her uh, right. syndrome. It's a full spectrum for her whole entire body, inside and out. Physical, right. mental. Um, How do you handle all that? I mean, that's got to be a lot of stress on you and your wife, and you have uh, an older child? I have uh, two others. Okay. My wife and I have two others. Uh and no characteristics, nothing. Right. It's it's just Andy with the deletion. How how do you? Well, I mean, it's got to be a lot of. How do you guys? How do you and and your wife juggle this? So, what the best thing I have learned, and I had to learn this the hard way, was you cannot control the uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, after I learned that, taking everything for what it's worth, step by step every day, you do learn to grow accustomed to it. Um, find out what doesn't work, fix it, and move forward. And the other thing is, like, what you learn is from this is you can teach other 18 families with this that are just now getting into this. And, um, you know, it's... Unfortunately, our numbers are very small compared to the rest of the population. Um, in in essence, we're probably uh, five other different types of eighteen 
There's, There's five different types of this 18, either yeah. minus or, or is there a plus? So, no. Well, yeah. How has being in the Air Force helped you uh, with this, With you know, help, help you with uh, your daughter, Andy? So, what's great is, well, one, TRICARE. TRICARE is great. Oh, yeah. Andy is a multi-million dollar kiddo. Sure. With everything that she has gone through right. and still going through and will go through for the rest of her life. Um, Military-wise, uh, holy cow. Um, I talk about it. People want to know more, and that's great because her condition is not well-known at all compared to all the other conditions out there. Right. It's what kind of condition? Yeah. And what's great is it's like we're a giant Air Force family. We are here to help, and that's what's great. Um. It's just a matter of bouncing something off of somebody or, hey, you know, let me step in for a while and help you out with whatever. Hey, take a break. Let's go out and just do something. Take your mind off it. Whatever the case. And helping all the time, it, it's fabulous. It, it really does help. Helps with the sanity. Helps with. What other people coming in to help you guys out with the air? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 It's that's like great. anything we can do to help. That's, so that's that's always a wonderful thing. Oh, are there other 18 families in the Air Force or in the so, military at all? I mean, if there's only 800 in the world. Right. So from what I have seen from the conferences and mm-hmm. everything else that we've attended, unfortunately, before COVID, yeah. uh, right now I'm the only active duty current one right now. Wow. Um, but unfortunately, only a fraction can make it to... Uh, the conferences, which sure. are held all over the United States. So every year, the venue changes. Um, unfortunately, this year got canceled because right. of COVID. So, In which um, COVID kind of affects all the yeah. kiddos with 18. Yeah, how has that, how has COVID affected your family? So COVID has a wonderful time with... You put Andy in a bubble and... Make her walk around in a bubble, the girl in the bubble. Oh, practically. Oh, really? Um, because with COVID and her condition, it's her immune system is compromised. Oh, sure. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, that's just also one of the issues is they have uh, chronic ear infections, oh, sinus infections, things like that. Oh. Andy's blown out her eardrums four or five times already, and. Um, Getting her, her immune system checked mm. and everything, no matter, we've, she tested negative below the, for, um, Thank all, God. on all lines. And um, so now every week we're giving her uh, 40, is it 40? 40 milligrams of uh, antibiotics. To ward off. To, to bring those numbers back up. And. Uh, to which numbers back up? Her immune numbers. Oh, Okay. And uh, it's it's an hour. Actually, now it's almost two hours a week just for this, where she just has to sit um, in the chair with two ports going into her leg, getting pumped with antibiotics. Wow. So it's – Andy gets stuck every single day. She's been getting stuck with growth hormone, antibiotics – 
um, allergies, pills, uh, you name it. She, unfortunately, is a walking pharmacy because she has to have it. She's been getting stuck since she was eight months old. Well, how has being here at Scott Air Force Base, how, is that... How has that helped? Is that, does that does it help to having all the the child the children's hospitals in St. Louis? Yeah, what and it's great because Andy was the only one in South Dakota. Andy was the only one in Nebraska. Nobody led the way but her. So they were going off. Luckily, children's barns in St. Louis. There's, I believe, there's three. Last time I checked. Wow. And that's great. So there's already a path already established. So they've already had some of the hands-on research. Mm-hmm. Nothing compared to what San Antonio's done. Sure. Which, that's the research registry down there. Wow. And um, the other one is her pediatrician, who we have, um, Dr. Venuti. Mm-hmm. Simply amazing. Um. He is a walking doctor's manual of everything. It's we. She had one issue. He looked at her, instantly knew what it was. And we were trying to figure this out at Omaha for a year and a half, and he f- figured it out in ten seconds. Is he? On, is he? Is he on Scott? He was. Oh, he's a civilian doctor he, now. He's retired. Yeah, oh. now he's over in Omaha or uh, O'Fallon. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it is simply amazing. Oh, that's awesome. And his patient bedside manner, holy cow, top-notch. Best I've ever seen. That's great. So, I, it's, I, I can't stop talking about him. He's that great of a doctor, hands down. So, you're in this EFMP program. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's only certain... Places, are you limited to, to where you can be stationed then? Yeah. Okay. So basically not going overseas, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I say it? Population size and all that matters. Obviously, the more you're populated, the better chances of having that condition. Right. And then also you have to see if your job is available. Sure. So, hey, Scott Air Force Base, there's tankers, crew chief. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it worked out really good. So you, you've mentioned San Antonio uh, a few times. Mm-hmm. What's the chances of you being able to uh, go down there? So, unfortunately, there's no aircraft, really, to... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that, it, I guess it's makes a, sense. It's, it's all like, training, right? Yeah, so... Yeah, there but is... But there's always IG. There is IG. And, um, and that's the thing is, uh, we'll see what happens here in the next couple of weeks because when master results come out, you know, Master opens up more doors oh, down sure. there for San Antonio. Right. So, and that's that's what I'm really hoping for is just to make Master, just to get down San Antonio. Um, because once I'm down there, my my efforts to improve her quality of life is done. Oh, she, yeah. She has the no kidding, right down the street, hands-on doctors that deal every single day in this condition. That's, that is, man. So, and it's like, once I'm there, I can rest. But I can't rest because there's other kids that, and other families that can benefit from having a military individual 
be down there and get more information out there. And it's, it's amazing. With, I mean, with, with your daughter and your kids and you got, you're busy. We are constant. We are gone every single day for therapies, for speech, fine motor, gross motor. Sure. Everything. Wow. Um, Unfortunately, COVID took out the weekend parts because we put her into, we put her in sports. Oh, yeah? Just so that, well, one, it's interacting, especially in her syndrome, loves people. Oh, that's great. great. Yeah. But what's amazing is she gets to do those fine motor controls. We put her in soccer. Oh, yeah? Kid can, this is what's great is. So, pardon me for being yeah. ignorant. She can walk and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if she was wheelchair bound. Or- oh, no. She runs. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Um, but, no, she. what's interesting is usually you see one when they play soccer, they usually dribble with the one foot. Yeah. No, she'll go down the whole field and use both feet. She'll kick both feet. And she can actually drill the, drill the ball. Yeah. No muscle tone. Really, really well. Wow. And... The other thing is what we notice, and I'm, the way I am, I notice things right off the bat. Thanks, IG. Yeah. Um, is when, we, when she goes to softball, it's no kidding, you know, special needs softball, special needs soccer, but they don't give them a, a tee to hit off of. Oh, no oh, kidding. Oh, no, they throw. Oh, boy. She hasn't missed the ball yet. I need her on my team. I know. And what's crazy is she knows when to not swing. And when she swings, she always hits the ball. Wow. And for the two years that she played softball, yeah, she hasn't missed the ball yet. Wow, that's awesome. So I don't it's, – it's amazing. And I'll just say the, what these little superheroes can do. Mm-hmm. It's if something is not as of their siblings or others – it's amazing how other parts of the body it make them exceed yeah. others. That's great. And it's, it's simply amazing. What do you do for free time? How, no, how, how do you find any free time? Oh, that's... And you have free time because we, we're going to get to this. Because oh, this know. is awesome. <laughs> so free time, it's... I have a little bit more free time. And what's great is because I am back home. This is actually where I grew. I grew up right down the street. Oh, you did? Yep. I graduated at Freeburg. Uh, let me rephrase. Uh, I went to Freeburg, graduated in Red Button. So, so I've got family support here now, which is great. Oh, so that, that is fantastic. Yeah. Where's your wife from? Same town. How old are your other kids? Uh, let's see, four and uh, 12, getting ready to go on 13. So. so after you had Andy, were you scared to have another child? No. Because I guess the chances of it would be so, so, so low of that happening. And, and that's the again. thing is it, we weren't carriers. Right. But who's to say what could happen in the future? So I, I think you said this, but how does that, how, they're still not sure how it happened. It's just, just you know, just like uh, an error in the code. Yeah. It, that's, that's probably the best way of saying it. Just, um, don't you know. know what happened during the development of the chromosomes. Wow. So who knows what happens? Um, nature is a very, how I say, likes to hide its secrets. 
No kidding, right. So, and that's one thing we will never figure out. Right. I mean, we'll come close, but in the end, nature will take over. Right. With this 18, what's it called, the 18 project? Uh, it's a chromosome 18 uh, registry. Okay. What what do they do? And what do they what do they help you guys? Do they help you guys, or are they helping other people with this condition out? So, with what the registry tries to do, um, I guess you can say their goal is to make them as equal as they can with their siblings and others. Okay, they do all the research in which they can to help out the families to see what the future can lead. Hence the microarray. Mm-hmm. All the the seminars they have, um, the podcast now that they're doing. Oh, cool! All the register or the um, conferences. It's to get the word out, and trying to get the word out obviously costs money. Research mm-hmm. costs money, right? And that's the thing. I mean, that that right now that's my goal is to get the word out. Yeah, that's um, amazing. Um, it's probably another ignorant question on my <laughs> part. Is this something they could fix? So, like, I mean, like, I know it's like probably sounds science science uh, fictiony, but yeah, I don't know. Like, so go in there and splice in. And I know it sounds just like the first Jurassic Park movie, right? Yeah, splice in a, a, um, a, a piece or what have you. Yeah, and that's the hard part is, you know, I really don't know. I I know it sounds easy to fix. Well, yeah, but it's. <laughs> For that that part, I haven't got into yet, and I don't know if I ever will because that, that'd probably consume me. <laughs> uh, but sure, eventually, down the line, mm-hmm. will they have to do it before the child's born, during development, inside the womb? Um, you know, there, there's so much coming out, especially now with um, umbilical cord, right? where that seems like it's the the heart of a lot of future ways to go. Mm. Um. Uh, who know? Who knows what the next ten, twenty, fifty years will bring? Interesting. Maybe, maybe they will. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, right now, it's the focus is on. You know, their the goal is to make them as equal with their siblings. Right. So. Now, that was just part one with Tech Sergeant Sabo. We'll talk about how he's helping the program that helps his daughter with improvements to some everyday items and his time on Pimp My Ride. No kidding, he was on Pimp My Ride. More on that uh, next uh, week's episode of the Roll Call Podcast. With your look around the Air Force, I'm Staff Sergeant Angelo Rosadio. U.S. Airmen and F-16 Fighting Falcons from Aviano Air Base, Italy, just wrapped exercise in Yokos 21. In Yokos was hosted by the Greek Hellenic Air Force at Andravida Air Base, Greece, and included participants from Canada, Cyprus, Israel, Slovenia, Spain, and the United Arab Emirates. Allied forces enhanced combat readiness and fighting capability by developing, planning, and conducting complex air operations in a multinational joint force environment. The partnerships allow the U.S. Air Force and allies to maintain missions in all domains to ensure safety and security in the European theater. The MQ-9 Reaper is getting a suite of upgrades that will enhance capabilities of warfighters around the globe. The unmanned aircraft already has intelligence, surveillance, and strike capabilities. 
The upgrades will include infrared sensors, an expansion of weaponry the Reaper can carry, and some closely held abilities for command and control mission assurance and airborne resilience. The Reaper's mission is also changing. With increased power, it will be able to go from strictly doing combat ops to multi-domain operations and allow for rapid response to new threats. With these upgrades, the Reaper is projected to remain operational through 2035. The Tuskegee Airmen have a new honor this year from the world of racing. The paint scheme of the famous P-51 Mustangs, flown by the first black military aviators in World War II, is echoed in two race cars for the 2021 season. Ed Carpenter Racing and Richard Petty Motorsports teamed up with Air Force Recruiting for the tribute. The Tuskegee Airmen flew more than 15,000 sorties during World War II in Europe and North Africa. The recruiting service says the tribute to the Red Tails is an opportunity to educate and inspire millions. And that's your look around the Air Force. The Illinois National Guard has administered more than 1.5 million COVID-19 vaccinations. The 126th Air Refueling Wing is rebooting its mentorship program. You can find out more about the mentorship program by going to their Linktree account. It's linktr.ee forward slash 126ARW mentorship. If you're having thoughts of suicide or know someone in crisis, Call the Military Crisis Line. That's 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Press 1 for military. There's a chat lifeline also. You can chat through their website, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Another way to help is the crisis text line. You can text HELP, that's H-E-L-P, to 838 255 the uh, crisis text line again you can text help to that's text help h-e-l-p to 838-255 you can find all of our links on linktree that's linktr.ee forward slash 126 ARW if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube you can also download this on your favorite podcast app If you want to pass something along, some information perhaps, because you have information, you can email the roll call at 126ARW. That's 126.arw.pa.mm.org at us.af.mil. Thanks for listening to Roll Call, a 126th Air Refueling Wing podcast focused on people, mission, and community. I'm Tech Sergeant Brian Ellison.